dogs are back and more importantly we are back Equan, cut the music. Sigs inside. I think this is episode 40. I don't even know. It's been like seven years since I feel like we've done this. Uh, we've got myself, Schultz, and Kylie here for this episode. Just kind of a, we're, we're ramping up. We're building up like we're uh, pitchers from spring training at this point. Um, <laughs> and hey, that's, that's the only way to get back into it. So uh, today's docket, we got a... Uh, basketball primarily obviously we've got some dogs we'll, we'll probably start with them um tiny bit of baseball too hockey's going on too so if you hear any kind of yells or anything while that's going on it's because i'm hopefully watching the bolts sweep the panthers so uh yeah let's uh let's start with the dogs uh some off season i don't think any of us could have predicted that it would have or could have gone as well as it did frankly uh, just ridiculous to think about. Yeah, dude, this has gotten me right back into like Butler basket. Like, obviously I've never not been into Butler basketball, but like, I'm a real believer again. I think this team's got like top 25 potential for sure. Tournament potential for sure. They go deep. And I think the biggest takeaway from all these moves that we made is that pretty much all of these guys are going to be at least two year guys. Um, minus Eric Hunter and Jalen Thomas, but we have, Ali Ali and Manny Bates for two more years, unless one of them absolutely just pops off and leaves. But if that happens, that helps us more than it hurts us from for the season. But I'm really excited. Um, that pretty much addressed every major issue that we had, uh, especially the center position. I know you guys are all in the same boat that we didn't want to see John Michael Malloy or Connor Turnbull or DJ Hughes play center. No slander towards them, but they're definitely not Big East bodies yet. Hopefully. They get there with the new strength and conditioning coach, Greg Oden, and uh, the, the other assistant from Louisville, Pugues or Pegs. I don't know how to say it. Pease. Is that how you say it? Pegues. Pegues. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll take it. Auburn but had yeah. a guy with the same last name. And that's, that's how, how he said it. it. at least. Close enough. I'll go with that. But, yeah, I mean, between that, the coaching staff is going to coach these kids up. I think this is going to be a completely different Butler team that – has ever touched the court at uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse. I think it's going to be a lot more of a power five feel than it has in the past. Um, I don't know. Who, who do you guys think was the most important haul, whether just keeping like from transferring or a newly coming in player that transferred in? I think CMOS was the most important. I think, uh, you know, he kind of just was scratching the surface last year, what he can be. Um, he's definitely not at the level of like Luca, but he plays with the same kind of style, like European, slower pace, like s- super skilled. Um, he can hit threes, he can drive. I think he's just scratching the surface. And with this new coach, new coaching staff coming in, I think he's just going to explode next year, um, especially with more playing time and more kind of a focus on him being a star. I'm super excited what um, what he can do next year. And I think just, uh, you know, being able to retain him coming in, new coaching staff, uh, you know, it's a foreign guy that committed to a coach that he knew. Um, well, the, he knew the assistant, but, you know, sticking with it, um, I think that was a big get, and I'm super excited getting all these transfers. I think it it'll be interesting to see who, uh, like what when if that translates into like high school recruiting, start getting like better rated prospects than Butler typically gets, um, or if we kind of turn into that kind of transfer grad transfer um, program where you just kind of reload every year. I mean, ideally, both. Yeah, we get the we get like the Jaden Taylors and the Lukosuses, and then we fill out the rest of the roster with like maybe a shooter or a point guard, like a backup point guard. That would be best case scenario, kind of like what we did in twenty fifteen sixteen, like when we had 
Savage, uh, Woodson, Lewis, like all those transfers, those guys weren't necessarily our best players, but they were super impactful players. That would be my best case, but I totally agree about Lukosz. Just I think he's he was a great pickup. I think it was a testament to Butler like being a good school, and like I think just him showing that hey, this is the only school I've ever been to, and I still think it's a great option. Like IU is literally on campus. It's been documented that IU is actively trying to get Lukosz to go to Butler. I don't know how much interest they had, but they were at least they had interest enough to come onto campus to try to recruit him there. And the fact that he stayed, I think, is a big big point towards uh, Thad's recruiting. Um, and then he still has it along with the fact that Butler is an exciting team this year. Uh, it's, do you have anybody that you're that oh, really yeah. stuck out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's all Lee Ali. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that should be too surprising. A uh, guy really just kind of embodies everything that Butler basketball is. He's got a lot of kind of uniqueness from his game and it's a guy that year over year has continually evolved his game and kind of scaled it up when he came in as a freshman Played in 31 games, uh, averaged 12 minutes a game, scored a point a game, shot 23% from deep. Minutes got doubled for his sophomore year, averaged seven points a game, shot 44% from deep, or sorry, 34% from deep. And then this past year, playing 34 minutes a game, 14 points per game, shooting 41% from deep. And this is a guy who, you know, six foot eight, he's still got uh, the two years of eligibility, I believe, left. Um mm-hmm. Should be extremely valuable. I'd say another key act, like I think Greg Oden is going to do wonders for us. Specifically, the way I kind of see this going is I, I'm i very excited to see who the big man is that we acquire at the end of next season. So not uh, I'm very excited for this year's roster, but I think Greg is going to be a huge piece for us and potentially being able to go out and recruit a big man who potentially was, you know, one of those top guys, uh, you know, let's say Isaiah Jackson ever transfers or something like that. Right. Um, I think I screwed it up. Who's the athletic Kentucky big man who like played five minutes a game this year. That was actually, Where? it was not Isaiah Jackson. Uh, it was Hopkins. I think. Who was that? No, uh, the lengthy guy. Yeah. The yeah, lengthy super the athletic I, dude. He popped off against Bama. And then just like never play. Uh, I'm pulling Jones. up the I'm pulling no. up the roster right now. I'm gonna um, beat you to it. It's Damian Collins. Damian yeah. Collins, thank you. Yeah, because Isaiah Jackson got drafted by the Pacers. I'm yeah. rusty. Um, <laughs> but if you have that type of player who, you know, big man, super athlete, but can't for whatever reason piece it together, who better to learn from and kind of speak to those situations than than Greg Oden in this case. Um, but overall, I am very excited, very, and, and frankly, it's, uh, Big East is tough. It is tough this upcoming year. Um, yeah, Creighton's literally going to be like a top three team in the NCAA this year. Yes. They are so good. Yes. <laughs> I do not, I'm not like, I'm looking forward to watching them play, but I, mm-hmm. they're going to be really tough. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be gross. Like Creighton, Creighton's going to be disgusting. I will be shocked if anyone but them wins the Big East. Uh, especially with Jay Wright out. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to just shout out the fact that Jaden Taylor staying was an absolutely huge start to the recruiting. He posted that stupid ass TikTok, but that TikTok with Thad just got like, I feel like it got the ball rolling. Like right after that, CMOS is back and all of a sudden, Ali Ali commits and then we get Jalen Thomas. Like it just felt like that was the start. And speaking of Jaden Taylor, I think he's definitely in my eyes was the most important returning player. I think he's going to be super dynamic. Uh, he showed that he was an incredible, like not an incredible, he was a very, very good defender his freshman year for especially his ranking. Um, he's like a six, four to six, five shooting guard who can guard one through three. If he can increase his shooting percentage, I think he's going to be our best player. Like, maybe not next year, but in two years for sure. When he's a junior, I'm really excited for Jaden Taylor's growth and development. And I think it's only going to get a lot better under Thad. Um, I think he's probably our closest guy that could potentially have an NBA type future. Maybe Ali Ali. I don't don't know anything about Bates's mobility, but. Yeah. Bates is kind of a question, but I'd say Ali Ali's Ali's close. Um, He'll get some looks, but. I, I would say that you're probably right there. Uh, the other is uh, 
you know, let's say Luke Coach just is a four-year guy. Um, he he could also it, it gets to a point where it's like if you do something well enough and you've just got this different kind of poise to you, teams will at the very least give you a yeah. They'll give you a look, especially if it's sustained growth. Um, which... Also, if he continues to be like a point forward, he's going to be a nightmare matchup yeah, in college because yeah. he's going to have like a six four guy guarding him. If he can work on his post uh, finishing like more than he did already, like he was already a great finisher around the rim, he can get that even better, not get blocked as much. He's going to be such a good player. Mm. I'm really excited. Obviously, the NBA talk is getting way ahead of ourselves. I don't think any of these guys are NBA ready yet, but – They didn't have necessarily an NBA-ready coaching staff behind them. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. And Butler has bigs, guys. I mean, just that alone is exciting. If we just got Manny Bates, it would have been a win for this offseason. But then we got Ali Ali, Jalen Thomas, and uh, Eric Hunter Jr. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm also really excited to see how Turnbull um, develops because I think he's got a really interesting skill set. He's a super mobile seven-footer. So. We'll see. He He's got to put out about 50 pounds. He is he going to redshirt? That's what I was going to say. Like, there's I'm not, no reason I'm not expecting to see if he's like if if he's playing this year. I'd, I'd almost think we're in trouble. Yeah. He's our wise. third. He should, he's probably our third string center. So yeah, I would I would prefer he not see the court. Not yeah. because I don't think he's a good player, but because I don't want to waste his eligibility. I think he's going to be very good though. I remember. Um, I forget who it was. It was some Butler beat reporter, but he was like, he was one of the first people to report that we had offered Jackson Hayes. He's like, Hey, we offered this kid, Jackson Hayes out of Cincinnati. It was before he blew up. He's like, this kid is going to be like super special. Like this, like if Butler can get him before he goes on the like circuit, that would be huge. Obviously he went to Texas, got drafted 10th overall, I think. But this guy said like Connor Turnbull had this similar, like low key rise that Jackson Hayes did. Obviously I don't think I'm not expecting Jackson Hayes level output from Turnbull, but it's encouraging that somebody thought the same thing about Turnbull that um, he thought about Jackson Hayes. So we'll see. I think that's all the Butler talk we really need to now. I'm really excited, but let's go. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, no, it's going to win the Big East. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck Creighton. Baylor Shireman too, shoots too much. He's not going to know how to be the third best guy on the team. Cam Whitmore is also going to be uh, one of the yeah, best the players in college basketball next year i'm gonna go out on a lemon also just shout out like the absolute machine of villanova that they just like nobody even thought about decommitting from that school like they just jay wright just left like randomly like out of the blue obviously they probably knew but like they just replaced him with this dude who has been coaching for two years and every single recruit just like yeah i mean no shit we're saying they handled that so well too (laughs) um makes so much sense and it, it was so quiet like yeah, there there was it happened, no, and then like yeah. it's, it's over already. But yeah, as That's of now, first. Whitmore uh, Whitmore's probably a lottery pick entering the season with the potential to go even higher up in the lottery than just like the 13, 14 range. He's been doing himself a shit ton of favors in any event that he has played in, essentially. And that's the scary thing is that's before he even gets the like Nova guard slash wing training too. Um, and yeah. he's already imagine when making, he's in the post, bro. It it's going to be a scary, scary thing. So if you guys have not checked out what he's been doing, uh, probably a good uh, good opportunity to get used to it because you're going to be seeing a lot of them next year. Um, yeah, no, absolute madness, uh, college football too. But we'll we'll touch on that another time, probably yeah. once this whole uh, once this whole drama situation's kind of somewhat settled. Uh, it's the most, it's the so stupidest funny. thing. Like nobody, I don't care about this at all. Like <laughs> Kylie, as you, you and as an Auburn fan, do you like care about this at all? I just like, it's like no shit. Like, uh, like, I mean, does Jimbo every... Fisher think he's going to like leak, like Saban ordering hits on people? I'm confused. What's happening. Auburn fans just think it's comedy. It's, it's very yeah, funny. Much. <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of weird how defensive Saban got about it, but like, that's about as weird as like he doesn't he knows he has shit and doesn't want it to come out i don't like i i don't get why like it's your former assistant too you know like he's gonna know like yeah he's worked with you don't take shots at people that you know have stuff on you like it it was very smart guy i I can't see 
Yeah. It was very... It also... Nothing consequential is going to come out of it. Yeah. At all. Sankey's too soft to do anything to either of them. But also, that event that he was at was like a booster. Like, I don't know. They... The coach talks to the boosters and like it wasn't supposed to be open to media. So um, apparently it's something that happens a lot where you kind of talk about other things that kind of make the boosters want to. So he just wanted more money. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So th- that, uh, that happened. <laughs> I feel like the, that's uh, a big nothing ball then. I-, I wish, I wish Seattle was here with us. He, he knows plenty about this, but the, do you guys remember when the Mariners owner, uh, or I don't remember if it was owner, president of baseball ops, he pretty much admitted to uh, service time manipulation and just talked about how uh, he, <laughs> he said the quiet part out loud at one of these like behind closed door conferences and they got a recording of it. Um, it was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that ended up being cited too in a lot of the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, negotiations as well. Here it is. Mariners president. The president was uh, speaking at a uh, at a meeting, and it ended up uh, ended up leaking out where he was talking about how uh, quote we weren't going to put them on the forty man roster because we didn't want to start the service time clock. Uh, if we would have had an injury problem or a COVID outbreak, you probably would have seen my big tummy out there in left field, but you wouldn't have seen any of our young prospects playing. <laughs> I was about to say he could have gotten away with it, and then he finished it with that sentence. Yeah, I'm like, like dude, come that's on. a nail in a coffin. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, it like absolutely ridiculous. It's nice though because this year it's not like the young guys are playing. Yeah, well, that isn't that part partially the new CBA. Yeah, or does that so not come into effect? Yet? Anyone? Yeah, it's it's in effect. So the only part of the new CBA that isn't in effect as of now is there is still the qualifying offer. Um, if they're able, all right, to, explain that to me yeah, like yeah, in yeah. five for two so, seconds. Restricted free agency. I don't remember when it specifically occurs in baseball, but players are teams can offer players a quote qualifying offer, which will be like I think it's like fifteen million dollars for a one year deal. Uh if a player accepts the qualifying offer, that's the contract that they get. If they don't, other teams are able to go out and sign them, but the team that loses the player receives draft compensation. So like they'll get mm-hmm. a first round pick or something like that for signing. Uh, players like don't, a tender. Yeah. In, player, players yeah. don't like it because it suppresses salaries for them because you know, you don't want to spend money on someone that's going to cost you a draft pick necessarily. Um, and the types of dudes that you would spend money on won't hit restricted free agency ever. Um, So uh, they've players don't like it because it's losing them out on money that there was that arbitrary, like June 6th deadline for signing those players for draft compensation. I don't remember who the last one was that got signed after the deadline, but you'd have pitchers and stuff like that who literally would not throw for any teams or anything before the MLB draft would roll around. And then they would get signed after the fact because there's no more compensation for it. So they're discussing getting rid of that in exchange for a draft for international amateur free agents. So instead of doing the standard signing thing that they're doing now, Mm -hmm. where it's like ridiculous, they're talking about doing a draft and like, it's, it's, that's kind of how they determine the order. I have randomized, I believe. That's so whack. But it's... Uh, I feel like you could just lock into, like... I don't like that. If Yeah, no, it's it's screwed up, too, because amateur... It'll also deter... That would definitely deter international it'll, players. It'll lower the player pool, too, but they're also being exploited, like, a shit ton by, like, both yeah. agents and teams. So there's no real easy solution, but it's definitely something that we'll potentially hear about coming up here but back to the initial like collective bargaining thing uh the way service time works now is if a player finishes i believe top two or top three in any voting uh for an award regardless of how long they've been up it accrues that you're a service time so whereas last year that's a cool that's a cool rule yeah so like if someone came up in like july normally it wouldn't accrue the year of service time especially towards like the super two free agency 
But instead, what happens now is if they win that award, they, they could be up for a day, hit 90 home runs in a day, and it counts as they were up for a full year if they win an award. That, I like that. So I think that's it, a really that's a good equitable thing to do for the players. Yeah, unique, certainly a unique way of handling it. I mean, realistically, like who hasn't been up that should be up at this point? Like I would have said O'Neill Cruz at the start of the year. Yeah, until but he's, he, 190. he's striking out a shit ton. Um, Adley got hurt. And so then at that point, it's like, we, we kind of have to wait with him. Um, I mean, Milwaukee might be bringing up like two rang or Brennan um, Davis Weimer. Yeah. But like nothing major. By the way, for our uh, folks listening to this in Indianapolis, there are, I believe six pirates players on the top 100 prospects list now. Um, it is fun to go. Yeah. Except they lost by 15 runs the game I was at. But, <laughs> but hey, you could nice. still say that you saw them. Um, yeah. O'Neill Cruz, even though he's hitting 190, looks like an absolute dog out there. And like, got- he was hitting <sighs> ground balls, but it was flying off the bat. I got to see if you're fucking 6 7. Yeah. Let you play shortstop still. Is he still in the outfield though? No, he was short. So they've got Juan Bay Swaggy. They have, I believe, four guys in the top 100 that are in double A right now. So they've got Henry Davis, the catcher that they picked, I believe, first overall out of Louisville. Um, Mm -hmm. Nick Gonzalez, who's a second baseman, uh, who's just been like ridiculous uh they've got his hit tool at 65 so it's an 80 grade scale uh they might move it up to a 70 hit grade which is insane Um, position second base so just super quick hands and then they've got uh right-handed pitcher that they got in the first round of 2019 and then another shortstop that they got in uh as part of the Starling Marte trade. Mm. So it's a lot of talent going through there. Um, they honestly develop, like they have it. Like if you look at the players in the league, a lot of them that are like, like Marte, uh, Polanco for a while. Like they have Brendan Frazier now. I'm sure Brendan, Josh Bell, Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds will probably be on the move McCutcheon. soon, I guess. Right. Yeah. They'll probably trade him at the deadline. Yeah. And, and he's got much left on his contract, right? It sucks too, because it's like, He's he's still like I think there's still like the Brian <laughs> yeah, there's still the Brian Reynolds um guy that we we knew of. But what? Oh like it's, the it's still the, the same the same players in there somewhere. Uh it's just might need yeah. to change. I think he's batting two twenty six this year. I just don't think he cares anymore. Yeah. I can't imagine it's too fun playing baseball. Like he's been up for like what three years now, like playing yeah. pretty much every day like it must and not be fun winning 50 games a year like, peaked his first season too like yeah he was solid game. last year he kind of he's declined every year i do agree though yeah it's kind of a bummer because i used to always draft him in fantasy he was underdrafted yeah. but i didn't draft him this year kylo did you get him yeah sucker and <laughs> brian shit it's does he play or is he injured he sucks he just he got sucks. hurt the first uh I there was that whole story early. with so he agreed to an extension, uh, but didn't sign the extension yet, and then got hurt oh the first goodness. day of the season. Yeah, they still followed through with the extension, but uh, put, put the, <laughs> that does put not the, bode well. <laughs> yeah, put the pen to the paper uh, <laughs> before doing those types of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so enough on the Pirates. Uh, as much as I'd love to talk about them, uh, they'll they'll get there when they get there, but. Now is not the time. So, in the meantime, let's uh, let's wrap up baseball. Quick MVP picks. Uh, who we liking as of now? You and AL and NL. Yeah, let's do both. I think I'll start with AL. Um, I think this is the year that what's his face? Fucking Aaron Judge finally wins an MVP. He's got to get one in my opinion, because he's never won one, right? He should have won it the year that uh, Altuve won. That He got robbed because he struck out like every game. But I think he got robbed that year. But I'm, I'm going to go judge 
in the AL. I think the Yankees are going to finish with the best record in the AL. They look unbelievable right now. They could definitely choke. It's fucking May. But as of right now, the Yankees have looked incredible. Judges looked like the best player on the Yankees hitting-wise. I don't see a reason why he can't continue that. He's been doing it for years. And I think he, I think it's about time Judge gets an MVP also. I, he's had a career that deserves an MVP up until this point. Yeah, I uh, I agree with the MVP pick certainly uh, for the American League. I don't I don't see much of a case for anyone else. Uh, I wish Wander continued continued his hot start, but he's been hurt due to Tropicana Field's turf. It's just been very annoying. Um, not something you want to hear, especially out of someone who's like 21 years old. It's already it's been dealing with leg issues from the home stadium. Uh, Yankees bullpen is for real. Uh, I certainly believe about that part. Their lineup. Yeah, shout out. Who's like, that fucking Pirates Michael guy K- that they have? Yeah. Oh, Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes. Yeah, Clay Holmes. Pirates. There you go. Look Pirates, keep the, your goddamn yeah. players. Look, look back. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Look back at the reaction of that trade. Yeah, um, I remember. It was terrible. I, it, Reddit showed me that pretty much. It was not a good... It was not seen as a good deal at all. I probably was on that bandwagon because I don't like the Yankees. I don't think that's a secret. Um, but they're for real. If they can get a center fielder of like even an average quality center fielder, and maybe I'm, I'm a little, yeah, that could be a good one. I mean, shit, they've got prospect pieces to go out and get as big of a name of a guy as they want or as small. Um, then even starting pitching wise too, I feel, I feel good enough about the starters. Severino had a gem last night. He looked great. Nepster is one of the top candidates for Cy Young right now. No shot that saves. Yeah, why did you drop him? I didn't think he would keep it going uh, and no one would trade for him. So I was like, all right, next pitcher up. Um, that was wrong. That was very much wrong. Um, I dropped somebody too. I forget who it was, but I tweaked on this one. And you got you got Montgomery and Tyone, who I think they'll keep producing at the levels that they're at. So they're they're for real. I'm not going to be surprised if they kind of fall off a tiny bit here, especially as the schedule gets a little bit tougher. But uh, even with that being said, you you can't win a title in uh in april and may but you can certainly lose your way out of the playoffs or make it significantly more difficult and they have set themselves up extremely well for the rest of the season so okay also i take back brian reynolds he's he's not unrestricted until 2026 they'd be absolute idiots to trade him no 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 so you get you get good prospects that way i guess but that's a lot of like whatever yeah because control is valuable true all right kylie al mvp um, I would agree right now with, uh, with judge, but I think also in the combo should be the angels, uh, duo, Mike Trout and Otani, um, Mike Trout's come back off several years of injuries. And if he can stay healthy throughout the year, he's on a really good pace right now. I think, uh, He'll uh, continue that if he can stay healthy. And then Shohei has been good again. Definitely not anywhere near what he was doing last year, but he's still pitching good and being an effective hitter. So I I think those two will be up in the convo if they both stay healthy at the year's end and the Angels continue to have success, which they've lacked with the amount of talent they've had. Shout out Taylor Ward, too. Yeah, uh, that crazy. was a huge pickup for me. Like ridiculous. He's been he's been sick for them. Um Otani's been Otani's all right. He's having an okay season, I'd say. Um, but they've been they've been fun to watch despite uh Joe Madden's uh decisions at times. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe's going to give analytics a bad name, even though like none of the decisions that he makes, they're based on like Joe's own analytics. They're not based on like <laughs> what the numbers, like uh, <laughs> walking Corey Seager with the bases loaded. is just not, 
uh, like that was not the right call. No, you cannot find anything that says, hey, this is what you do. But it's a rant for another day on Joe Madden. Um, they've been they've been sick, though. Andrew Velasquez, too, is a... Uh... Ever since Joe Madden made me watch the Cubs take a relief pitcher, put him in left field so they could switch matchups, I've hated him. That's the dumbest shit I've ever... Like, it was just, like, so useless. And, of course, the left fielder that was the pitcher at the time gets the third out in the inning. So they're like, oh, my God, see, it didn't matter. Yeah. Oh, it pissed we, me uh, off. <laughs> the Rays did that with uh, with Sergio Romo. We had Sergio Romo playing third base. That's even that's way worse because than like, <laughs> it was so funny. So I'm I'm pretty sure what happened was we had a righty like that he was facing, a lefty, and then two righties afterwards, and it was a really pull heavy left hander. So it said, "Screw this, we're just going to put him at third base." And bring in a lefty to just face, uh, just face the lefty, and then sub him out and put Romo back in a pitcher. Um, that was nuts. And then they made a rule that you couldn't do that, which was a great rule. Absolutely, yeah. that was. Rule. I mean, if you want to grow the game of baseball, don't make people watch that because that's just no. it was so stupid. It's so nice anyway. having like rules made after made after yeah. teams too, because the Rays have it's had. Cool. Over the past like two or three years now, we had the three batter minimum rule in large yep. part made after us. And then we also had a rule talking about uh, you can only option someone down like five times in a season because uh, Lewis Head was a reliever for us. And I believe he got optioned up and down 13 times last year. And they were just like, that's uh-huh. not, you can't do that. Um, but all right, National League. I mean, NL MVP, a little, it's like. It's very obvious that it's Manny Machado right now, but I'm not, I hate Manny Machado, so I'm not picking him. Um, I'll go Rowdy Tellez. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> I hate Manny Machado, so it's not him. It's Manny, it's uh, Rowdy. He's, I mean, he's tied for 12th in home runs, fourth for RBIs, 83rd for average. He's having a great season relative to his other seasons. So therefore, it's Rowdy Tellez for me. But my actual pick at the time, if I had to pick one right now, would be fucking Manny Machado. I do think... Were we expecting Arenado to be in the discussion at all? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I think Arenado deserves a shout out. And also Paul Goldschmidt. They've both been very good. But the Cardinals are kind of not that good. Considering their fielding also. Yeah. That's a good point. But also Machado. I think right now I would... Go with uh, Pete Alonzo. Also considering kind of what he went through with that could have been really bad crash at, right before the season. Um, he's come back and he's been really good for the Mets and they've been really good too. So, yeah, Pete's been uh, Pete's been sick. I'm going Machado, but I'm very. I, I, I'm not big on Machado, but I'm happy to see Machado and Arenado at the top of this just because of kind of how unexpected it was yeah. before the season started. I, I think it's pretty sick that you have these kind of big name guys who were shit, even shout out Lindor too, you know, where it's like they didn't quite live up to those lofty expectations that were reasonably set for them due to the contracts that they signed. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here they are. Uh, Kind of like Bryce Harper last year. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's another great one, too. And Bryce, shit, Bryce is playing with a partially torn UCL, which is doing numbers to the uh, <laughs> to the defense of the Phillies because you have to DH Bryce Harper if you want him in your lineup now, which is forcing them to have to play. Let me see who's uh, starting the outfield for them today. Hoskins isn't back there, right? Uh, Hoskins is no. So they've got Schwarber in left, Castellanos in right, and then uh, what's this? Roman Quinn in center field. So it ain't pretty. Good thing I'm in their system on road to the show. Yeah, center it's, field. It's a wonderful me. opportunity for you. I'm batting four ten right now, so they better. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it's it's been. I, I feel bad for the Phillies pitchers like the starters specifically, the bullpen, they can go fuck themselves. Um, 
but the starters specifically because they are given no favors. You got Baum at third base as well, who He's had so his. He hates Philadelphia. It was they gave him so much respect for him saying that though, and then coming out and being like, "Yeah, I said it. I was frustrated. My bad." He's having a nice year, like batting wise, at least. Uh, he's been. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, he's 286. got a seven twenty six OPS. Like he's been. Yeah, that's good. A solid, solid bat for them. Um, he was terrible last year. So bad, so bad, and just couldn't do anything offensively or defensively. Um, Cy Young. They also too. showed up the next game and gave him a big standing. Yeah, the ovation. standing ovation was sweet. That's that was uh, that's so I, Philadelphia. I, I made sure, I made sure to tune into that because I wanted to see what the reaction would be, and they they fucking loved it. Um, Cy Young Award race too, as as that kind of goes on, that'll be interesting. We can talk about that in the next one. I think Josh uh, Hader. I think Shane McClanahan has a phenomenal shot though, because uh, he's been incredible. But give it to Josh Hader. Yeah, give give it give it to a reliever again, man. Honestly. Um, Josh I love just... I love relievers. I've been conditioned to love them. Me too. I can't wait to not have Josh Hader on our team ever again. That's gonna be so yeah. so happy next year probably when he gets a billion dollars in free agency. And Lord knows he's gonna be worth it. Yeah, uh, RIP so old as Chapman too. Yeah. Uh, he is. Yeah. Does he still close for them? Uh he did, and then it is it Michael King now? It's probably it's either Michael King or Clay Holmes. It should be yeah. Um. I, and Chad Green, did, he needs Tommy John. Is that true? Yeah, in a contract year as well. So they that's, used that's uh, tough. Brutal being a reliever, he pitched a shit ton. Yeah, they used year. him. They used him yeah. so much. He'd come. I always had him in fantasy because he would just give me so many strikes. Like he would because he'd pitch every day. It's yeah. like two innings every day. I'm like, God, I mean, it, it, it was a similar thing that happened to with like uh, the Rays and Nick Anderson, where he was such a large part of like both that 2019 team and the team that went to the world series. Like it was literally just, all right, Nick Anderson's coming in to either close, close out the game or to stop some fires. And mm-hmm. his UCL just kind of fell off and he hasn't been the same since. So yeah, tough being tough. a reliever. Um, Dad, good luck. Yeah. Best of luck to you, man. He'll, he'll, he'll get a probably year deal with an option on the end of it uh, in free agency this year. He also has enough, like finesse, like he has good enough movement where that shouldn't affect him. As if Cinderar can adjust as well as he has, Chad Green can adjust as well. Yeah, um, Chad Green's pretty good at baseball. Yeah. All right. Uh, basketball. Let's do some draft talk. The Pacers are picking soon. Oh yeah. So NBA I will playoffs uh, suck. NBA so. playoffs have been something else. Uh, I am full on Heat Nation here. I think it would be the objectively funniest outcome if the Miami Heat win the title kind of given they've been so disrespected (laughs) all of the vitriol directed at not only them but every single playoff series just to end up with the one seed in the east winning the title like that would be hilarious yeah um yeah I'm I'm still I'll probably root for the Warriors but that's just because I hate every team in the east yeah Golden State too. They've uh, they've got a future ahead of them as well. Yeah, Golden State is... also has two Wisconsin boys in their heavy rotation. So I fuck with them. It's scary. Shout out Kayvon and Poole. It's uh, it's pretty scary. But yeah, so I'm uh, I'm gonna be tweeting out the big board probably tonight. It's just about done. Just gonna kind of explain the format with what I did. Uh, the only kind of questionable thing that people might see if I tweet out the full one. I have what range I think they would have gone in the 2021 draft as prospects just to kind of highlight where this class sits. Um, when I like you, that. Yeah, once you get to about 22 or so, anyone from 22 to 40 is about like the exact, like anyone in that range can go anywhere in that range, essentially. Um, so when I'm looking at so just for the listeners now, he has Chet going number one, and then 2021 range, you had four to six. So you're saying you yeah. were taking Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, and Kate Cunningham definitely above him. So, And then I, like you'd toss it up with Suggs and Giddy. Yeah, so the – yeah, pretty much that 
like exa- exactly kind of as as described there with like where those prospects ended up going and how things end up that way um so it's there are four people that i would have picked in that range like right around uh right around where uh scotty barnes ended up going um mm-hmm. And so that's Chet, Jabari, Paolo, and Jaden Ivey kind of in that order based on team needs. They're all kind of the same the same tier for me. I think Chet's the best out of, like, I'm willing to bank on Chet the most out of the four of them, just kind of in any situation because I feel like he offers the most, but that isn't meant to discount any of the other four either by any means. Yeah, and I'm definitely taking Scotty Barnes all, over all four of those dudes easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, let's see what's interesting on here. I had some questions. Kyler, are you looking at this too? Yeah, I just found it. Tell me about Dyson Daniels before somebody else does. Okay. So Dyson Daniels guard, very, very tall guard out of Australia. Stop me. Sitting at five. I have him at fifth, which is probably higher than most. I've also got, uh, AJ Griffin lower than most, I would think too. Uh, defensive focus, tall guard plays winning basketball can potentially shoot at some point, but isn't necessarily there yet. Um, six, seven and a half with a six eleven wingspan, I believe pretty high up vertical reach as well. I'm trying to talk while I find this, um, quickest. I like shot- the Marcus smart player comp based yes. off of what you just told me. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think if you just say that, I think people will get the gist. Yeah. And I, honestly, you having him at five is not that crazy. Gavoni has him at nine. Yeah, and, and there, there are going to be talks, too, with some guys as well, moving him further up with how well he tested. He ran the shuttle drill extremely well. And if he is ever able to shoot, then, like, that'll be big. I think kind of watching the playoffs, too, the, like, he'll be able to guard – as currently destructed, he'll be able to switch and guard one through three as of now, um, which at a very, very high level too, which is very impressive and hard to do, especially being a, being a younger player as well. So I'd well, he's say actually filled out pretty well too. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he started the year as probably the second or third ranked G league ignite guy with the best guy being, uh, Hardy, obviously Jaden Hardy, yeah. but, um, he ended up really kind of turning heads as the season went on. And of course, as Jane Hardy just stopped playing well at all. So I'd say that's the sell. You're looking at a Marcus Smart type player uh, who hope, you know, I would absolutely draft that at fifth overall, personally. Yeah. If you're guaranteed that type of output. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Kyler, do you want Shaden Sharp at six? Yeah. Is that where you're at at this moment? Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I, I think that's fair too. I think it fits. Uh, um, not necessarily a current need, but gives us provides an opportunity to move Brogdon and have kind of Halliburton, Duarte, Sharp as our guards slash someone play the three. Um. I also like the potential of him being a superstar. We always take like safe or boring picks that are kind of already at their ceiling. Um, and I would Ke- like for yeah. Keegan Murray's uh, Keegan Murray meets that description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like as not. I'm not a Pacers fan, but I'll probably go to a decent amount of games. I don't want to see Keegan Murray in Indianapolis. Uh, I want to. I'd all. rather see. I'd rather see Shaden Sharp like pop off for 41 game by accident. Like even if he's got like a KP, KPJ like level of like yeah. <laughs> variability, I'd still rather see that than. 15 a game. I mean, kind of like the the guys that kind of match that description for me, it's like, you know, you've got Sharp, you've got Matherin. Um, I'd say Jaden Hardy too, of like those really explosive guards um, Mm -hmm. that that could potentially fit that. It sounded like Matherin met with the Pacers too. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. I think think you could probably get him later, but if the guy, Aids would probably know that better than I do. I'd guess 6'7". I don't even Might know if he's that tall. I think he's like 6'5". Uh, Benedict Mather in 6'6". 
I believe he has a long wingspan, though. I got to pull up the. I lost the website that Can had everything. Shane Sharp play wing if he yes. needed to. Uh, he can play against a chair very well, so I will assume he can play uh, wing. But yeah, he, uh, he he's he's athletic enough to play wing, um, and his measurables line up in that way. His best position, though, is a uh, shout out Nikita Kucherov just made it one to zero. Um, but his best position is uh, probably at the two guard. But there's enough flexibility with him there that it shouldn't be too big of an issue. Um, could always okay. trade up to four too. I also need AIDS to like AIDS and I have already talked about Usman Diang, but we need it on record that we both love him. Yeah. So he, uh, he turned into the best player in this draft. I've sure. watched enough highlights videos of him where I've, I'm convinced now. He I think, won't, but I love him. I He's really fun to watch. The worst or the lowest rated player. I, I guess it kind of depends on how you define best player. Uh, Usman Jang, very young uh, wing out of Australia. I've talked about him probably a few times on here. Horrific start to the year. Like, if you pull up his stats for the, it, it bled into the rest of the game, like to the rest of the season, obviously with the mm-hmm. stats. But horrendous, horrendous start to the year. Just couldn't shoot, couldn't do anything. Pretty much that was promised that he could do. Then he started getting regular minutes, and in the last fifteen games, started really putting things together. Um, so it's, uh, I, I think somewhere in the lottery range is certainly a position where he, uh, he could definitely find a home. Cause he's tall. Yeah. He's 6'10, right? He's like a big, small forward. Big, big and young too. I believe he'll be like the third youngest player in this class. He just turned 19 two like, days ago. Literally turned 19 on May 21st. Um, so off the top of my head, the only guys that would be younger than him, uh, Jalen Duran and uh, Shaden Sharp, I believe, would be younger. So and he's going nine to the Spurs. He, he might. He might. Um, the They've Spurs Dyson are going. in a – Gavoni has Dyson going there. Yeah, the Spurs Makes, are in an interesting sense. spot because they can go him. They can get Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor. Uh, they can do a very – All the un- Wizards. Yeah, like it's – it's ridiculous kind of the flexibility that they can go. Um, as far as like best players in the class that might not be, let's say in the top 10, mm-hmm. I think Hardy has a shot. Uh, Bryce McGowan's, I think certainly has a shot too. Uh, if he can really put his scoring profile together. Um, Kendall Brown, if he figures out how to shoot. Yeah, uh, Kendall Brown, could, I don't think, I think Kendall Brown ends up an elite role player and that's, that's kind of as high as the ceiling can be. Um, th- those are the only two guys to me that outside of the top 10 could be like absolute guys uh, that kind of surpass that. Um, I think that's fair. Just looking at the list. Yeah. How big uh, was Branham? I don't know if he measured. That, that's the thing about uh the uh, <laughs> that's the thing about the NBA draft combine. It is a joke. It is an absolute joke. Um, no one really participates in anything. So Brandon measured at six foot five and a half in shoes, um, with a six ten wingspan. Oh, so pretty uh, pretty good. I, I would think say he's gonna be really good. Yeah, I'm not. I need to watch more on Brandon. Uh. Brandon and Nikola Jovic are two players that I have a really, really tough time getting a grasp on. Um, I got a question. Yeah. Travion Williams at 26. Yeah. So that's. Don't you dare slander Travion Williams. Fat boy sucks. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing. Like I was kind of talking about anyone from 22 to 40, you can realistically change the order that they go in and I wouldn't complain. Um, because it's kind of that close. I think Trevion's passing and potential for an outside shot at the very worst will make him a bench big man. Um, it, it's pretty much it's the passing and the feel for the game are two things that I value pretty uh Okay. Pre- but pretty you, you do know putting him in at 26 is ridiculous, right? 
There's no it's, chance a team takes him at 26, in my it's, opinion. It's it's a little it's a little optimistic. I'll agree with that, uh, certainly. Um, I'm I, hoping I'm hoping he goes in the first round. It would do have you think to be Dale and Terry stays in the draft. Sorry, I, I don't. Completely... I, I I don't think so. Um, I want him to come back because I think he'll go first round. He could go first round next year if he came back. He's going to so, be so good. I was uh, pretty pissed at him that he did not play in the games at the combine because he would have played very well in those um and instead didn't which is kind of messed up to me um i hope he comes back i think that would be sick for arizona and i think he could make himself a shit ton of money doing that um yeah but if he gets promised a first round like if he gets a first round yeah. promise, he'll stay though. I mean, like if, if Caleb Houston staying in the draft and Max Christie is staying in the draft, like that's insane to me. Like that's the yeah. point that we're at. And Terry's what a sophomore or junior? He's older too, right? <sighs> I, think I think he's, he's a, a sophomore. sophomore. But I feel um, like he was like he might have been a junior this year, he's but a, like he's a really a dick. young junior. He's a dick and I love it. He is he was like, my favorite player at Arizona this past year. So he's so loud. He is so loud and it's awesome. Um, he makes so many winning plays. I just like, he's just a hustle player. He's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of um, uh, Christian Braun or Christian Brown. Sick. Like, yeah. Sick I remember job. I texted, I, I still yeah. want him in Milwaukee. I think he'd be the perfect player for us, unfortunately. Cause I, I hated that dude's guts for a while, but he, mm-hmm. I, I respect him. He's, he was, he pretty much won Kansas that national championship just for how he like kept them in the game for a majority of the, I think at the end of the first and the start of the second half, he was just yeah. incredible from what I remember. But he's, I think he's got all the things or all the skill set to like be a very good player. Yeah. And he can, uh, it's a plug and play. It's a plug and play shooting guard slash wink too. Like, yeah. uh, he's played he, too well in the combine. It's worrying me. He, I don't, you'd, you'd have to look at who's drafting ahead of you essentially to see who might want that type of player because some of those teams might go for some higher upside guys that, aren't necessarily uh, Brooklyn w- when now players and stuff like that. So, you know, maybe, maybe Brooklyn's looking at like a, Denver. C- a Caleb Houston or something along those lines where it's a longer term play because there isn't like an immediate need that they want to try and fill. Yeah. Um, if Milwaukee but, gets Braun or Liddell, I'm very happy with the draft. I think those two guys are both like plug and play, like shooters yep. that can also like just be, contributors right away but i wouldn't be pissed if we went younger and got somebody like uh i don't know like maybe not kendall brown but that type of player just like yeah. a younger guy that you could hopefully turn into another star kind of like blake, what happened blake wesley with jordan pool <laughs> do you think wesley so do you think would, he would fit because he's not a great shooter is he not yet not yet but there's mm. enough like i don't think he's ever gonna have to be because of how like unorthodox his game and his approach are like we've we've seen that work in the past um like, I got to see what uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander shot in college. Um, but it's that same kind of like, he's more athletic than Shea was and Shea's got yeah. the length on him, but it's like that same kind of like herky jerky unorthodox, but like ridiculous speed. Like he gets to where he wants to go. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. Like I, I wouldn't mind Blake Wesley. I just don't know where he fits in the offense right away, especially yeah. if he's playing on the court with Giannis, that would be my biggest concern with him <clears throat> i've seen bucks twitter talking about kennedy chandler too i will be so upset if we get to, i do not want kennedy chandler i don't we, we have yeah. javon carter that could do pretty much the same job as kennedy chandler would as a backup point guard we have drew holiday we don't need fucking kennedy chandler blake wesley i do kind of like that like if we want to do upside like i just said jalen williams too could be that plug and play guy as well but with how he tested and everything He's he ain't freak. gonna be there yeah like, santa clara how the fuck were you not a tournament team like he, uh, I got to pull up what his wingspan was for those that. I think it was seven four, wasn't it? Uh, so he measured at six foot, uh, six foot six in shoes with a seven two and a quarter wingspan, thirty nine inch vertical as well. Um, very fast. I believe he had like one of the quickest times as well. Uh, so of all the thresholds, the only other player that met obviously this is cherry picked because it's these guys have been training for it forever, but the only other player to meet the athletic thresholds that he met was Donovan Mitchell uh, with the combine stuff. So That's pretty cool though. T- tested phenomenally him and uh, Kendall Brown too tested extremely well. Um, but 
that that's another kind of wing to look out for. It, it's going to be a weird class. Uh, Andrew Nemhard too, I think, kind of solidified himself as a second round pick. Just that's pretty cool. I fuck with that. Yeah, he uh, was able to run the point for uh, you know a five on five sloppy pickup game, but he was able to get his own while still distributing like people knew he would. Um, mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. I'm trying to see that's if there are any other kind of weird one names more question. that are on the list. Yeah, yeah. Who's the best four that's going to be available for us at 31? Okay. Please don't say EJ Liddell. Liddell's probably not going to be on the board. Um, be, like I said, Kyle, I think he'll end up in Milwaukee. Liddell's like, probably there, gone. So. Trevion potentially. Mm. Who, that would be funny based on what I'll you just said. But I don't I don't think he would he he doesn't fit your offense. Um you guys are totally taking Diabate I, somehow. Diabate tested phenomenally. I, I was gonna say Diabate. I would like that. Um Dom Barlow too is another guy I would look at. Uh super athletic guy out of overtime elite. He's like six foot nine. Can somewhat play basketball at this point, but the measurables there's enough there to work with that you can potentially make him into something. Uh, Jared Roden, if he stays in the draft, uh, that'd be cool. 31 now. Oh, at 31. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit or of 30, reach. whatever you said. Kyler. Yeah. But as far as, um, as far as fours go, that's. I'd take Patrick, either the Michigan guys. Hey, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Fuck if he's, no. uh, if he's still there, I think that would be. That's a potentially really good second round pick. Um, do you but, think, do you really, is Justin Lewis going to stay in the draft? I hope not. Me neither. I, I have him well, at 45th right now. He's, so, he, he's going to be so good at Marquette if he stays. I'm pretty sure he measured well. Next time I'll have more. Uh, he has, have I more mean, he's got long ass arms and yeah. he's strong as hell. And he turned into like a good off the ball or uh, on the ball type player. He's, he's, he got so much better this past year. Yeah, I was very impressed with him. Everyone, uh, everyone in this call too has a higher vertical than uh, where, where is he? Than Patrick Baldwin Jr. does. Uh, Patrick Baldwin so Jr. Wild. measured at a max vertical of 26 inches with a standing vertical so of 23 inches. I said at the start of the year that Patrick Baldwin Jr. was entering like an impossible to lose situation, and he found a way to lose. Um, I remember you saying that because. He just <laughs> he showed nothing at all, and I'm like, maybe this isn't going to be so bad. And then he just kept showing nothing, and the things that he did show were somehow worse than nothing. Um, he would have been better off just going the shit and sharp route and not playing. <laughs> Dead ass, like because just like the thought of Patrick Baldwin would have been a top fifteen. You kid, are like a six seven yes, kid who can shoot threes. Who can shoot, and the shootings the shooting is real, but it's like. That's why he's he'll get a shot in the NBA, whether he'll, it's a long yeah, shot yeah, absolutely. or absolutely. But it's like, what, what you got to give me something else to work with here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Jabari, if if Jabari can only ever, like if Jabari has the one elite ability of shooting, and that's the only thing that he ever has, that's fine because he's that tall and can shoot like that, and he's it, a good enough defender, th- and he's yeah. a good decent enough. To, Patrick Baldwin Jr. does not have that. Um, so you're retired. You're you're relying entirely on U19 film, and FIBA film, mm-hmm. and like EYBL stuff, and that's just. He that's, should really go back and transfer somewhere good. That's above my pay grade. Uh, the other two, Leonard Miller, out of uh, Canada. He fumbled the bag about as hard as anyone could fumble the bag at the combine. Uh he would have been better off just showing up at the combine doing athletic. Okay, what did he do? And not do he played in the scrimmages and played the least minutes of everyone and looked completely lost in the minutes that Ooh. he did play to the point where he's probably gonna have to go back to school or Where's go he back from? to Canada. He went to like Fort Erie Prep or something like that, who he was this That's mystery so man random. lefty. He's either going to go to, it's like Arizona, Kentucky, or go to a professional league of some sort, like OTE or a mm-hmm. G League Ignite. Um, he had to play in the scrimmages and go to the combine to get the feedback because he literally is a zero-star recruit. Um, That's so random. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with him. So I think that's, right. a, that's a good 
any any last calls? Uh, um, where would Trace have gone if he stayed? Second round. Maybe, maybe second Early round. Early second round. Mid to late, probably. I feel pretty comfortable. Maybe, maybe right where I have Marcus Sasser slotted at fifty-five. Yeah, I would. Try. I would agree with that. I mean, the issue is Kofi Coburn is on that list, like, and then Kofi Trace deserves it to go. Like, yeah, Trace probably has a little bit more finesse, but he still can't shoot. Yeah, he's definitely a better defender. Like, and mobile, has more potential going forward too mm-hmm. than Kofi does. But that just kind of speaks to how bad the how bad it gets. But I think that we just is, need to uh, end on yeah. shout out Jake Laravia. We love yeah. you, Laravia. Love Donate your bag, boy. We love I, you. I can't believe it, honestly, but we're at a spot where Laravia will, in all likelihood, be a first-round pick. And so it. sick. I can't Which believe it. Started as, like, kind Take of Take him joke. to Indianapolis. Like, absolutely. Trade up from 31 to go get your boy. Um, that is all the time we have. Uh, see you guys next week. Probably. Yeah, we'll do next week. I'm down. Okay. Next week. Yeah. Um, I'm not busy. We're back. So, peace. Later. Say.